What's going on, everybody? Hey, I ain't got no picture in here. What's going on in here? And that's you. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It is. It must be Saturday. It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Game for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to a Saturday Power Hour. We're doing the Saturday Power Hour stream in the building. Shout out to the Raider Nation. I know I'm going to hear some haters in the building. Anyway. Uh, we got a great power hour topic today. All right. I said I was going to be here Saturday. I think I missed Tuesday and Wednesday last uh, this past week. And um, um, so this is my makeup stream. All right. And then we're going to do a power hour today. Man, my back hurting, my back blown out. Pause. All right. I've been packing, unpacking and all of that stuff, but I ain't going to complain. We are men up in the building. This is what we do. This is what we do. Uh, so today's stream, we're going to talk about why men, why do men politics so hard for women's issues? I, I got to know that. And that's All right. You. you see LeBron James and these male celebrities out here throwing a hissy fit, mm. throwing an absolute hissy fit over 304 V Wade and the turning back of overturning of the, the situation here. Everybody's going crazy. They don't know what they are talking about, but um, I'm, I'm always finding it interesting. I always find it interesting that no matter what happens, all right, male athletes, specifically brothers, killing other brothers. I thought the object was to love one another. Open up the paper to one more death, and yo, we keep this up, and there'll be no one left. I try my best to set an example. Mm. <laughs> Why do male celebrities, especially when it comes to brothers' celebrities, they be out here caping. They put on the cape, here I come to save the day. Simp LeBron is on its way, and he comes out here simping. He wasn't the only one for 304 issues. I mean, these issues are very much apparent, and I'm going to ask. You know, people are going to wonder what I'm coming from. They're going to say I'm hating, all right, and this show does not promote hate or harm or any person any uh, based on their gender relationship status or or their race, mostly their class, though, yes. Uh, but the goal of this show is for brothers to stop killing other brothers. I thought the object was to love one another. All right, we're going to talk about that. And the goal of this show is to promote healthy choices specifically for men in lifestyle, in finances, and in all emotional type relationships. So just so you guys know here, here is our disclaimer. Yes, this is what we're doing over here. Viewer discretion is advised. You're choosing to watch this content. This show leans heavily towards masculinity. I'm going to just let you guys know right here. We're going to be toxic as hell over here. Just so you guys know. And yes, I've had a hug and my mother's black and all of these things that people want to ask me and somebody hurt me. Yes. All right. Yes. And that's you. All right. So um, um, it just wasn't LeBron. You had a lot of men come out yesterday. And I'm always asking, why, why do men? I mean, this is one of my questions here. And now listen, I love an equal society. I love a utopian story when I, when I hear one. But why is it that men... Because when it comes to men's issues, they be like this. They be quiet as hell. And I'm going to bring you some examples of some of the men's issues that they're absolutely quiet about. And it's going to show you that some of their MK Ultra handlers are telling them to say what they say. All right. These men aren't that intelligent, in my opinion. All right. But then they show their ignorance as to how much hissy fitting they're throwing. <laughs> All right. And so in this situation here, okay, you got a lot of men Soon as something happens negatively to women, they want to run and grab the cape. I thought we were equal here. I thought we were equal. And then when it comes to men's issues, they be quiet as hell. And we're going to talk about why they're doing this. And why don't they 
I, why aren't they out here now? Now you're gonna probably say LeBron was out here on that. Um, the dude in Los in, in, in Georgia that got shot by them. Dude, that, that was black. He was specifically talking about something that happens very rarely. Okay, so that's not a men's issue. All right, but so I know what happens. A lot of these men grow up in cities like this, right? Hey, I told you to do Biden. How we done lost a damn vote? We done lost a vote. That's gonna go to Trump. That's that's why men cape for women's issues. This is a overwhelmingly a men women's issue, right? It's so much of a women's issue that they say men don't even have no choice in the matter. What? <laughs> like we can't even decide on this issue. Like we can't even make the law. Not only can we not make the law. We can't even decide when confronted with the opportunity or the situation. The situation comes up. Well, we don't even get a choice. How in the hell do we out here caping for them? It's literally a non-issue on our side, on the men's side. It's like, well, shit, I mean, I don't even get no choice in the matter. I can't make low law on the matter. What am I supposed to be doing? Going out here uh, caping for uh, women's political issues? This is why they tell you to vote Biden. Hey, I told you to do Biden. All right, so let's get into the show. By the way, this is the Power Hour. All right, appreciate y'all coming to the show uh, if you're watching it live. Also, if you're watching on the playback, it will be playback available for the Power Hour today. Uh, viewer discretion is advised you're choosing to watch this content. If you do, feel free to let your voice be heard, dollar sign CGA Live, although my bookcase is actually uh, making it so you can't see the CGA Live part, but that is dollar sign CGA Live. I'm going to have to fix that. Uh, also, you can hit me up on PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Craig Adams. If you just want to sponsor today's show, you can do whatever you need to do. I'm going to try to type it in and talk at the same time. And you guys know I can't do it. So let's go ahead and play the circuit song. Jesus. All right. Hold on for a second. Look at that. I made another mistake. All right. Another one, man. Do not hire me for your secretary job. Secretary job. Secretary. She is secretary. She is executive assistant. Secretary. All right, she worked in the human resources department. That's the glorified secretaries out there. I like when they change the name of something and you literally doing the same job, but you're not a secretary. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Yeah, you better go on to work, man. I don't want to hear no complaining. Oh, you know what we got coming up this weekend? We do have the members live stream coming up this weekend. Uh, the members live stream is on locals only. CoachGregAdams.locals.com in the building.com. We got the members live stream. Normally, we do something like this, the strong and the sinking. Uh, a lot of the women that are out here selling themselves. Denise Richards is out here selling herself. Her 18-year-old daughter is out here selling herself. We out here getting it out here. For, they selling it like hotcakes out here for cheap, cheap prices. All right. So that's the members live stream. What we do on the Patreon on Sunday night, we do a money mindset stream that is on the Patreon level. The Patreon, you can find it on uh, patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams over there. And normally we do a episode mainly about starting your business, getting your business right, time management, all of those things that men need to understand and know. And prioritize over prioritizing relationships. All right, let's see the earlier contributions to the show of the power hour today. We got XL Pro Services in the building. Salute, shout out to you, brothers, and the coach gang in the building. Big Dings is there. He says, Uh, this is for Sasqualicia in the building. Shout out to Sasqualicia, Lord have mercy, and her mustache. Mm. All right, keep doing. He says, Keep doing what is the free agent lifestyle. Yes, indeed. 
Sasquatch probably got a mustache in the building. All right, Sasquatch probably talks like this. Um, this would this would be reminiscent of someone would be in the neighborhood of a Sasquatch. I can't even find her. Oh, here she okay, is. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um. What kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. Yeah, she grew up brutal, man. She grew up brutal. She was the girl that used to get on the bus, you know what I mean? Always late for the bus. She probably went to school half the time, always late. She get on the bus smelling like pee pee because she didn't pee in her bed and her mama didn't even know she mama was cracked out. Just put her on the bus. All right. With her pee clothes on from the last night. That was her. Then she finally grew up. You know what I mean? That's her. What is this on my shoulder? I got some dirt on my shoulder in the building. All right. What is going on with this shirt? Anyway, JJ in the building. Appreciate you, JJ. With the contribution, we got a couple of more on the PayPal Z in the building. Let me make sure I don't say government names. He says, thank you for your voice, CGA. As always, Coach Radamus is right on the fact that uh, the pachyderm strags will start to rise. He says there was a video by Dr. T. Hassan Johnson, and it shows at the 1343 mark um, a woman attacking her boyfriend as others record her and cheer her on wow um i actually talked about this um i actually talked about this coach Janamis is gonna be right i know you got where's our liberal fact checkers in the building they gotta find a way for me to be wrong i've been telling you for a while women are going to openly attack men sexually and physically and nobody's gonna do a damn thing about it matter of fact if the women do dagger you in the middle of the street sexually and start groping and grabbing you nothing's gonna be done about it absolutely zero and so this is the world that we're entering in right now so i want you guys to be aware of this i'm trying to find the video really quickly um and i'm having trouble pacing it because they put um they put they put the spaces in when you put it an address i just can't click on the link you said 13 and 43 13 and 43 let's see here uh this is from dr tiasan johnson I know it. I know him. I'm familiar with him. I just don't uh, watch his content enough to um, know who he is. I know who he talks to and I know around him and I'm not trying to discredit him at all, but I just don't watch his stuff enough. But uh, let me see what he's talking about here. I believe this is a fair use and shout out to him. I think he's I mean, he's a legit doctor, not like a medical doctor and all that, but he's a legit um, higher status educated man in this community. So shout out to him. A clip from a woman who found out that he had a text or something from another woman. Tell me what you think. Okay, so this goes along with what I've been saying. Uh Women are going to be larger than men on on a grand scale. So she's obviously larger. She's obviously been indoctrinated and trained in hood hood, I guess, um, hood survival tactics, if you will. And he's been trained to not ever put hands on women. So this is a recipe for disaster, especially for smaller men who are pretty much non masculine and 
they're going to get into relationships with some of these women, despite the fact that these women keep saying they want six foot four guys. Uh, this is one of the reasons they want six four foot four guys because they could not do this to six foot four guys. This is why they don't respect you when you're smaller all the time. I mean, this is let's continue just a little you know bit. That? This is not motherfucking know that, huh? Huh? You told what? What motherfucker? What you told what? so again there we go right there i'm not gonna play a whole bunch of that but as you can see this goes down right what i'm talking about um it's going to be the norm he's they're in a place nobody's coming to his rescue the woman actually is heard saying y'all gotta go outside to fight i don't think he's fighting he's getting assaulted i mean that's basically what he's doing and this is going to be our future. Shout out to Paris. We'll just call you Paris to save you from your government name for sharing that. Uh, this, this is Kosher Damas. This is it. guys. It's going to get sexual too. All right, especially with women who are bigger than guys, and guys are going to be like in between guys. They already have a culture of wood of women doing this and men doing it as well. But they already have a culture in the music, the dance hall music, in which they show and demonstrate this. The women that are getting ultimately more aggressive sexually. And they're doing this, and the guys just got to have to take it. It's an interesting time, man. Shout out to Amari is in the building. Coach, I wanted to. He says, I wanted to get you to take. Wait. Sorry. That was my fault. I wanted to get your take on this, LOL. Did you see? Or did you think that the don't lean in rule or the green line test when taking a picture with the girl and that old-ass Twitter dating coach talks about is nonsense and goofy they're claiming that leaning in on your girl is so-called losing frame whatever the f that means okay i know some people that have done stuff like that um and they're saying if you lean in too much and she's not leaning into you you're losing frame. I, I we should go over that we should go over that maybe we can get a couple of picture tests to see what's going on there i've seen some people do that um but um Maybe we can get some specifics on that. Uh, somebody says here, Mr. Doherty says, Doherty? Yeah, he says, Coach, have you heard of Busy Phillips? She needs to be on deletion watch or the FBI watch list or one of the two. All right, I have heard of Busy Phillips. It's this woman. So I could focus on my career. And she's just recently, her husband and her filed for divorce after her husband took a year off for her to pursue her career. That's what she was saying. And it ultimately led to a divorce. <laughs> okay. So she is a little bit cray cray in the building. All right. We got two more. Mr. Revis, coach checking in, coach. He says something for the Jasmine Rice Fund. Man, I found I had a whole bunch of Jasmine Rice at the crib. All right. I had to, um, you know, I hire packers for my, to pack for my moves, especially the kitchen stuff. And so when I was unpacking today, I found like three bags of jasmine rice. I was like, Lord, I suffered through the years. I shed so many tears. All right. Shout out to the girls with the jasmine rice. All right. Some of these girls are hungry out here. The hungry, hungry girls. All right. Hey, I can feed you. Triggerverse says there's three reasons ninja capes. Number one, there's peace leave, there's peace leave hounds. Uh, number two, Skittles in the closet, a.k.a. blackmail. Uh-oh. And number three, deleting their responsibilities interesting there about the skittles in the catalog but you could have something there all right you could have something there trigger verse 
All right, let's get into the show. Let's lean in and give you a little bit of indication of what's going on with Le'Ron James in the building. He went on a bit of a hissy fit. Let me stop, share, add, share this particular screen right here. And this is him. This is his Twitter. Uh, fair use. We're going to use this Twitter. It seems like here yesterday, he went on a little bit of a hissy fit related to the 304 V Wade decision. And it often, you listen, it's very rarely that I agree with LeBron James on just about anything. We're just two people who are on the wrong page. I mean, we're really much, we're really pretty much not on the right page, probably like 98% of the time. Okay. It's no hate to him. It's just how it is. And this goes to tell you all skin folk ain't kin folk. Okay. So we disagree almost 98% of the time. In this situation here, he's retweeting a bunch of Barack Obama tweets about the 304 v wade overturning and they're talking about join with the activists who been sounding the alarm for early termination access for years and act they always want you to be an activist okay and they always want you to take to the streets and and harass people and and burn up people and all of these things but the minute you try to activate on your side you're some sort of domestic terrorist or something like that here it is here. They want you to knock on doors. All right. Do not come to my door for candidates you believe in. Do not come to my door. Anybody that represents anybody on the blue side. If you come to my door. All right. Do not step on my damn lawn or my desert rock. All right. Whatever the hell we got here in Las Vegas turf. Do not do that. But he's 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 you got Barack Obama. Obviously, he's been a shill for. Uh, women's rights and Skittles community rights. We already know LeBron. I mean, uh, Barack Obama doesn't surprise me. He's been nothing but uh, devastating to black men and men in general. Absolutely devastating. There's not much that he's done positively for men or black men or masculinity at all. And so he's been a shield for the begin with. So this doesn't surprise me. However, what does surprise me is some of these takes that they have here. And we're going to blow it up because yesterday, if you didn't see my stream, I gave you the statistics on this. On this issue, I gave you the statistics. What they're telling you is absolutely false about 90% of the time. What they're telling you what this is about. It's not about what it is. What LeBron said, James says here in this tweet, he retweets somebody here. And it says, if this was about babies, because everybody on the other side of the 304B Wade, they're saying, why are you deleting babies? The other person's take here says, if this was about babies, there would be universal health care. Listen, there's never been universal health care. Stop it. Stop asking for free stuff. I'm about tired of people asking for free stuff. Never in the history of this country has stuff been that free. Although, let me just tell you, we've had land grants. We've had people use money in order to bank money and government money in order to do things. Yes, we have had that. However, we're asking for stuff that has always been non-existent here. That would push us to more of a socialist type government. Here it is. There would be free health care. There would be free education, free daycare. Mm. Why incentivize people to do something like this? This is a tweet that he retweeted. Southern states would be doing all they can to drop the black maternity uh, mortality rate. This is about power and control here. Come on, man. I mean, so this is what this is what she tweets here. And obviously, there were some interesting, interesting conversations being had here. But before we get into that, we're going to go through another tweet here. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, he, he's going to identify something else right here that we talked about. It says right here, breaking here, the Supreme Court 
overturn 304 v. Wade, a decision that will limit early termination access and potentially exacerbate racial disparities in birth. The impacts, it says the impacts will fall disproportionately on black women who make up about one third of early terminations nationwide. So you're telling me, this is what you're telling me. You're telling me, and you guys can see this tweet here. You're telling me because the usage has a significant increase on black women, even though they don't represent one third of the population, you're telling me that this would be negative. Like you're telling me we're taking away something that they would use in order to terminate. Let's go ahead and look at the data here. Okay. Let's just go ahead and look at the data. It says fertility decline has been more severe for Hispanics and American Indians. But as you can see, African-American uh, population has uh, been in third place here along with whites. So Hispanics, uh, Native Americans or uh, American Indian. I don't know what they calling them these days. All right. Uh, or Negro Indians. I don't know what they're calling them today. Black or African American right here. 10% mortality rate decline. Significantly. And then not only when you put in the amount of people that are going in here. So you're telling me that this is going to negatively impact. <laughs> this is going to be negatively impact black women or positively. I'm confused. How does doing something that takes away and actually leads to the decline in a particular racial group or racial group? And then you're saying this is going to, and then the, this particular racial group uses the, uh, uh, uses it, uh, what is it right here? A third of the early termination. I, I think that number is low. We actually came up with a higher number than that. And then this is supposed to be negative. This is going to be negative. Okay. So the question is, why are they ending up? Somebody's going to mention it down here. I got to scroll down. This is a tweet LeBron James tweeted. And so a woman named Barb, you might as well name her Karen. She says, I think a better way to handle this complex problem is to see why black women incur higher rates of pregnancy and treat that. This is what I'm, this is what I'm wondering. I mean, we already know why they incur higher rates of pregnancy. They're definitely more fertile and they probably engage culturally in lot more premarital sex. I mean, this is hot girl summer. I, I, I'm actually appalled at the people that would actually disagree with me on this one. Um, we are promoting a very hypersexual culture. Our music is hypersexual. Our movies are hypersexual. Um, you know, we you got the ghetto gaggers and all of these people. We definitely do have a hypersexual culture. Twerking, although somebody said twerking comes from African dancing. All right. It's a mating dance. We are definitely more willing to exhibit this particular part of our culture and this does lead to a lot more premarital sex i mean come on man i mean if you disagree with this you're disagreeing with some of your own points here continuing on with this tweet tweet that i found quite interesting um at the bottom people started coming in here because karen barb says also answer why so many black women experience unwanted unplanned pregnancies and feel their only answer is to terminate why don't we help them? This is interesting. Now, somebody commented below this, and it appears to be, I can't tell if it's a Skittles woman or a black male. I can't tell. And I want you to listen to this. This says right here, uh, literally says it right here, idiot. Let me blow up the tweet that they're using. Okay, you can't see it. This is the tweet that they're using to justify why Black women disproportionately 
are going to be affected against the turn of 304 v wade i mean this is mind-boggling stuff to me as a person who is independent as a person who just sheds the uh, idea of excuses this person says the rate of termination among black women is more than three times that of white women the trend experts say is driven largely by structural issues that contribute to unplanned pet pregnancy. You mean issues like over-sexualized uh, music, hyper-sexualized music, uh, the promotion of Thought Girl Summer, the promotion of the strong and independent? What do you mean? What, what structural issues are you talking about? There's structural issues that lead to unplanned pregnancies. What? What? These include limited access to comprehensive comprehensive sex ed are they really doing this this is what i'm talking about this is the hissy fit this is the lebron james stuff this person said black people have limited access to comprehensive sex education it's literally that the racism that we're experiencing in the condom, what? And the, and the struggle to find condoms actually means the sex ed don't work the same. Are we literally leaning in? I mean, I just heard probably a year or two ago, black people didn't have the internet and they didn't know how to get mail voting ballots. And I mean, it was an absolute disaster. Now we're leaning in on blacks don't get comprehensive sexual ed. What else don't we do? We don't get health care and adequate insurance coverage. Good Lord. This is the stuff I'm talking about. And they're saying, because of that, we shouldn't turn 304 V Wade. <laughs> when they're running around here talking about, they're going, what was the girl name? Um, I can't remember the girl's name, but she was bragging F and F. We did a whole stream on her. And she was in the street with her girls, and she was like, F and F. I can't remember her name. Glorilla. Her name was Gorilla Glue, Gorilla, whatever her name was. And she, they was talking about running. Let me show y'all something. This is what we're dealing with out here. But, but, but when these people do these things, yes, these people, when they do these things, nobody corrects them. Nobody corrects them. Nobody says, nah, y'all shouldn't be doing this. Wait, hold up. Y'all can't see this. We'll play the video again. Let's play it again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're going to play this. Listen to these lyrics. That's the same stuff that got your baby daddy effed, they said. This is the people that they're saying don't have comprehensive sexual education. It seems like they know exactly what to do with their sexual education. It seems like they know exactly what to do. They're one twerking on the car right here. This group of people, we're being told they're so naive and dumb and don't have adequate. This is somewhere got to be. It smells like Memphis, but it could smell like Baton Rouge. It could smell like Milwaukee. I mean, there's, it could smell like Baltimore or Philadelphia. It could smell like Shotlanta somewhere outside of Savannah, Georgia. This is the group of people. <laughs> this is the group of people that they're saying do not have comprehensive sexual education. It seems they know exactly what to do. 
See, I'm tired of the BS because the victimhood starts. Oh, well, they're going to affect us disproportionately. Well, there's a reason why these people right here, this group of people, are, um, are, are doing what they're doing. Number one, they ain't got no daddy. Number two, they're being raised by single mothers, probably to the tune of 90% in this video. 90% in this video. Is that a problem that we should deal with? Nope. They don't want to touch that. With a, They don't want to touch that. They don't want to touch that. What happened to the daddies? What happened to these women out here? Uh, what happened to the women who were raising these young women with tattoos on their thighs? They, they seem to know how to make videos and rap songs and lyrics, but they can't get comprehension. This is what I'm talking about. This is the, this, they seem to have access to the internet. And they seem to have access to wherever they're selling these coochie cutters. I mean, they all got coochie cutters on. They seem to have that. They seem to be bathing in lathering of the seeking arrangement sites they know how to work seeking arrangements they know how to walk down on figueroa but this is the people that we're supposed to feel sorry for this is the people what the hell happened this is the group of people that they want us to feel sorry for this one right here This is who we're feeling sorry for. Oh, these poor women. No, no, no. Nope, nope, LeBron, no. Absolutely not. This is not how it works. So when you see these people out here, right, we talked about the over-sexualized and the hyper-sexualized culture, okay? This is the group. This is, this is the people who probably are having two, three, because we did the statistics, a great percentage of them. It was something like 25 to 30% of women that have early termination. Um, 30% had more than two. They had more than two. So they're using it as a mean. Why, why are these people constantly getting knocked up? Don't we want to don't we want to cover that? Here we go. Here's another one he retweeted in his hissy fit. 56% of black people in America live in the South. Rolling back termination rights in these states will disproportionately impact black women. Here we go. I mean, this is the only way you can get to throw this hissy fit is throw this cape on. And birthing people. Hold up. Birthing people? See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Yo, MK Ultra uh, people on them paid you. Disproportionately, disproportionately impact black women and birthing people. And will severely limit and restrict their access to termination services. Obviously, they don't have a car. They don't have the internet. Most of the southern states, they can't get to California, obviously. But they can get on Instagram Live. And they could somehow be always getting pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, what is that about? Do they not have anything to do? What, 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 what's going on here? And so the, the, the meme that they have here or the whole thing, when with black women uh, of the 26 states that have trigger bans or anti-termination laws, several of the states have higher percentage populations of black women and birthing people who will be impacted by these laws. So now 
We're only caring about the, the sisters in this situation. Let's play a video and then we'll do we'll do a stream. Uh we'll do the catch up here on the the super chats. Sorry about that. I had a brain slip. Uh, where is it here? Okay. We talked about Margaret Sanger right here. Uh, that somebody brought up the point that Margaret Sanger was a eugenist. And somebody had brought up the point that she was a racist. She actually came up with a controversial project called the Negro Project, which she did write in her biography. And this is USA Today reporting on this. By the way, they actually came out and fact-checked this liberally and actually said that an NPR actually fact-checked this and said they cannot find any history of racism with the Negro Project here. But she writes in her autobiography about speaking to the Ku Klux Klan group, not Ku Klux Keisha. She actually spoke. She actually spoke to the Ku Klux Klan group, according to USA Today. NPR could not find any evidence of this one. It says right here, and advocated for eugenic, a eugenics approach to breeding for the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stock. These, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flower of American civilization. Now, just so you guys know, W.E.B. Du Bois or W.E.B. Du Bois, however you want to um, pronounce his name, actually railed and actually rallied for Margaret Sanger. And it was said that W.E.B. Du Bois actually was, you know, because I think his, 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 his talk about, he, he actually was on the level of the talented 10th in which he will only want the talented people to take advantage of their situation, not actually be uh, submitting always to blue-collar work, okay? And so the talented, I'm sorry, W.E.B. Du Bois actually partnered with Margaret Sanger at many points because Margaret Sanger's basically her approach to this thing, and let me go full screen for a minute. Her approach to this thing was to basically say, we want the most positive people regardless of race, to actually bloom. So we want to get rid of the defective stocks. I mean, it's similar to what people have attributed to Adolf. Actually, you guys know his last name, Hister, in which he said, basically, if you were defective, you were eliminated. If you were not Aryan, you were eliminated. If you weren't in the top 10% of whatever, you were eliminated. And so that was a eugenic approach <laughs> to Aryanism. In the United States, we had a eugenic approach to um to plan parenthood that was not so far off from the Aryan approach. It was not that far off. There could be a case being made that Margaret Sanger only wanted the best and brightest of blacks to be able to excel forward. And by doing so, she wanted to cut off at the knee, the reproductive, the reproduction of low quality people and low quality black people. Okay. It goes without saying. So a lot of you people <laughs> that are listening to this probably under Margaret Sanger, Sanger's instruction would have been eliminated. You would have been eliminated a long time ago. If you were being um, if you were being birthed in the next year or two, odds are with what we're hearing from this group of people in LeBron James's caping, you guys would be not here. You'd be eliminated. You'd be absolutely eliminated. All right, you'd be eliminated with the likes of the women who want you to come outside, ho. Get off live, ho. You guys would be eliminated because you would not 
you would not here it is right here she says you would not be part of the non-defective stock those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of america's civilization so she was the on a mission through planned parenthood to promote the elimination of defective stock if you want to say she was an all out 100% racist go ahead go ahead but the lobbying today of and the likes of lebron james i'm sure they know about this and i'm sure they're not speaking on this but you're throwing a hissy fit on someone who literally was trying to uh let your race be, have less representation no matter if they were you thought they were defective or not can't get right ass people right <laughs> how are you on their side it it is mind boggling it is mind-boggling. Let me catch up with the contributors to today's show. And then we're going to get in there because Kyler Murray opened his damn mouth. Jay, Jay Crowder of the Utah Jazz. Does he still play for the Jazz? He opened his damn mouth. And these men come out caping and they don't even know what. Why aren't you caping for men's issues? This is all I want to know. Where, where y'all at on this one? Maryland guy. Maryland guy, what you have to say over here? He says, I can't believe all these Sizamps out there standing with the women protesters they think that it will get them some peace leave but in reality women are attracted to men who don't agree with them but they won't say it this is 100 right i mean anytime i have the patience to deal with the liberal person um it will be in no time flat that person will be full of submission in my bed because i'm not gonna agree with damn near anything she's gonna say i'm like look man we ain't got to do this right now what you need to be doing is 10 toes up right now let's get to it let's go hold on for a second 10 toes up. What about the 10 toes up project? <laughs> okay. Shout out to the AMG doctor in here. He says, "La baby is a sizzamp. And you know why he doesn't have a father. The problem in America. And I'm going to, uh, did Tommy Sotomayor do a movie about this? I believe he was doing a movie. I think it was called like a fatherless America. My, my, the, the number one problem in our country is the lack of fathers. Now, I'm not talking about present fathers. Because what they're going to say, yeah, these men aren't stepping up to their responsibility. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Because this is a problem I don't hear LeBron James out here talking about. What about the fathers that go and fight every day for custody of their kids? What about the fathers that get a disproportionate amount of child support payments? So much so that if they can't pay it, they get their license suspended. But these people can say, well, I'm not ready to afford a baby right now. So let's delete it. Where you at on that, LeBron? Where you at? Where you at on these issues about men? Where you at on mandatory DNA tests, LeBron? I don't hear you talking about that. Huh? This is what I'm asking for these athletes. How are they not on mandatory DNA tests? How are they not on 50-50 custody without any fighting? How are they not on men rights to choose in this situation? You're automatically going to say, well, men can't even have an opinion on this, right? If it's affecting him, men can't change the law, but you sure can't throw your cape on. You sure can't throw your cape on. Why are you even expressing your opinion? It shouldn't even be your opinion. I don't even know why you have this opinion anyway. What about the amount of men who lose custody of their kids on false allegations? How about that? You're quiet on that one, LeBron James. Where you at? That happens every single day. But you seem to be very uh, interested in the in the politics of women. And this is because you young men are being trained. I'm supposed to take a sip here. 
you guys are supposed to be trained. I mean, you guys are basically ultimately trained to not care about yourself. We're the disposable ones. We're supposed to be the ones to hand over, um, hand over everything in order for women to get to a certain point. And then when they start beating you up, when they start taking advantage of their authority ship, when they start celebrating, we do this more than men and we do this better than men, then you realize it's not about equality. It's absolutely despicable. Shout out to Mr. Alvarez is in the building uh, for your super chat. Thank you, man. Or we call it a cash app. Brian Thompson says, hashtag, or uh, quote, my body, my choice, but I'm pro mandatory jab. I <laughs> know, listen, listen, we're going to get to the jab issue here. Um, on the My Body, My Choice, because one of these goofball athletes opened their mouth on this one, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> Isn't it My Body, My Choice when it came to the jab? Same people, they'd be like, nope, no, that's different. It's always different, isn't it? It's always different when it's something you agree with. Eric Powell, these are the earlier embers of civil war, <laughs> civil war, number two. I mean, all we've gotten pretty far. Feminism has gotten pretty far off off of the back of men. I mean, men have been compliant in this issue. The earliest feminists were actually against some of the things that we they are actually for today. Uh, you guys don't know that. There were actually women that did not want the right to vote. Look it up. And you know why they didn't want it. <laughs> You know exactly why they didn't want it, because at the time that they were trying to give them the right to vote, it came with the added that they had to apply for selective services. And they were like, hell no. Yep, the draft. <laughs> they were like, wait a minute. Uh, nah, ladies, we don't want to do this. We have to get drafted. They were like, nah, we don't want to vote. We don't want to vote that bad. See, when you, when you got to put some skin in the game. Now nah, we don't want it. And then they finally had to say, okay, we'll take that off the table. Okay, then we'll vote. <laughs> it's crazy here, all right? But then all of a sudden, when it's time to attack the barbarian, the barbarian's coming to the gate, she'd be like, oh, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. No termination for me. I'm having this baby. How many people have been in the military? I hear this all the time. I've never been in the military, but I hear anytime, anytime the 7% of women that are in there, um, that are in there, anytime war is being talked about or they got to get, um, what, what, all, what do they call it? Oh, gosh. I almost said deported. <laughs> anytime they got to go sip, shipped overseas, they get pregnant. Oh, me pregnant over here. No termination. I don't believe in it. Why is it slipping my mind? Deployed. Deported. Mm. Yeah, when it's time to get deployed. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Shout out to everybody, man. Thank you for the deployment slip. It's time to get deployed. Hell no. Zero Fallout says uh, men have no say in child support or alimony for years. We've had no say. And he says, welcome to equalities, ladies. Yes. I mean, I look at it. They say, well, my body, my choice. You can't legislate laws against us. Well, what about us? We've had no say in child support. We've had no absolute say. And the laws were written by men, too. So what are we talking about here? Uh, last one, and we'll get to a video. 
who is this in the building? He says, in some communities, Mr. Williams, Jay Williams says, in some communities or countries, they need procreation in order to, uh, for the economy or society to improve. I don't think that procreation is really linked to RP talking points or being alpha. RP means exposing the truth. So they have no choice but to be traditional and make babies. I mean, damn. I mean, we're far, far gone from that. We're far, far gone from that. Even when they do produce babies, they tend to. They tend to statistically eliminate men from the child rearing process. I mean, this is called the praying mantis. We call it the praying mantis over there, over here. They somehow do eliminate the man from the, the, the child rearing process. How does that improve society? And so what they'll do is make a personal issue. Well, he's abusive. He's verbally abusive. He doesn't care. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I met another guy. <laughs> I'm divorcing. Whatever it is. They all seem to have the same script. They'd be like, oh, what should we pull out? Verbal abuse. That'll work. Um, they basically going to accuse you of something that you can't defend. Like, there's no defense against it. Well, I'm not verbally abusive. <laughs> like, okay, like, how do you defend that you're not verbally abusive? How do, you, how do you defend that you were verbally abusive? Like they just say you were verbally abusive or financially abusive. How do you prove that you're not financially abusive? Well, he controls the spending. He tells me what to do. He makes me bring receipts and coupons. You mean, you mean I'm financially responsible? I balance the checkbook? Like what do you? <laughs> yeah, I make sure you don't overspend. Each month, we set a budget. That's financially abusive. So these are all things that you can't defend or you can't even prove. Like, say, for instance, they say you're financially abusive. How do you come out and show that you're not? Matter of fact, when is there going to be an opportunity to come out for you to defend the fact that you are or not were not financially abusive? See, they come up with these crafty playbooks and terms that they're all going to whip out on you. They're going to whip it out on you, and you're going to have no wriggle room to wriggle out of it. They're simply going to go, oh, yeah, baby, we understand. Financially abused, oh, verbally abused, emotionally abused. Oh, man, 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 man. He was never there. He was always working. Or he wasn't working. He was always there. <laughs> Wait. You know how they do that. But you're never here. You're always working. You're always working on your job and your career. And I want to work on my career, too. Why don't you take a backseat in your career so I can work on my career? All right. As soon as you do that. OK, maybe. Yes, let's work on your career. You work on her career. She take a job doing retail. You're like, uh, ma'am, uh, that ain't going to cut it. Well, I'm working. I'm trying my best. I had to sit out for four years. My resume is all messed up. I'm like, why don't you find a better job than that? Well, I actually can't. Then they find a better job. Then they got to get motivated to do it. And they sitting in the car like this. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Their career in their mind is you're, you got a job making 65. You can make 85, but they want you to take the back seat so they can make 38. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You can handle this stuff over here while I work up. In the next two years, I'll make 75 and 80K. But now, you don't want me to do that. You want me to be stuck at 50 
while you go make take a retail job and you barely make 25 before they tax you. That's marriage. <laughs> that's le- that's marriage. Oh, the other part of it is if you don't, if you do do that and you're at home all the time, you're always home. You're always up under me. You're always watching what I'm doing. What do you want me to do? Work or be at home? I'm trying to be <laughs> like, wait a minute. Okay. If I leave, I'm going to work like, cause men don't do nothing but work. So the whole point of this sloppy thing is like, what else am I going to do? If I'm not working, I'm going to be fornicating with women. So I'm going to just let you know right now, I can stay home and not work. And I can think about fornicating with women. And eventually I'm going to go do that. I'm not just going to sit here and raise kids. You guys can raise kids. Never in the history of civilization have we done anything as stupid as that. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Where men are men get put in can't win situations, and there's no way to wriggle out of it. Not when you got the likes of John Deloney out here in the marriage psychology system out here. The psychologists, mostly women, marriage and family therapists, mostly women, um, therapists, mostly women, social services, mostly women, nurses, mostly women. I mean, come on, you ain't gonna win this argument. So uh, this is the lopsided situation. This is why we tell men, free agent lifestyle. You can't win when you get down to the situation. And then when you want to pull they whole card, they start going emotional on you. Well, all I really want is somebody to love me. And I just want you to hug me sometimes. And I want you to make sure you caress me and hold me. I just want to be held. And you didn't hold me. So I ran into the arms of the next man that would hold me too. Yeah, yeah. Now he holding me better. I love, I feel somebody's been touching you. In fact, I know somebody's been kissing you. Do you want to tell me who's been holding you? Holding you, loving you. I don't know what I've been supposed to do. I feel like somebody's been touching you. I don't know why I've been trusting you for such a true. I can't, I messed it up. Yeah, man. Can you, I just need somebody to hold me and touch me and hold me and make me and just ensure that I'm better. I'm holding you, but I got to go to work. <laughs> anyway, yo, what are we talking about here? Hey, let's play this video. This is the video that I wanted to share with you the other day. Check out this video. This is the video um, that we've been talking about when we explore the eugenics of America here. Uh, this is what um, this is from the Iraq uh, uh, Aborigin, Aborigines of America. Uh, these are the people who believe and they're probably not wrong. That the Negro and the Negro Indian is one of the same. I mean, obviously, if you look at the Atlantic seaboard, the Atlantic coast, a lot of the tribals um, in this situation or the people who were slaves and Less slavery, or they mixed in with Aboriginal cultures. There were slaves. There were Native Americans that actually owned slaves. Um, there were blacks that actually owned slaves as well. I mean, boy, this is an interesting topic. Let's get into this one. This is a um, where's the woman? Let's play the woman first before we play the child. Let's play this woman right here. The following day, Aline King, the mother of Jerome, Kathy, Lois, and Beulah. Uh, uh Beulah? This is somewhere. Is this Mississippi? This say you're Mississippi. Again, was picking beans. Aileen King, I saw your children yesterday at the Okeechobee camp. The Okeechobee camp obviously is a Native American camp. So this is why a lot of times uh, Negro children, by the way, Negro was the word before black. So don't get offended. 
Negro children went to schools in and on Native American Native American schools, essentially. All the way up until the 50s and whatnot, especially in the South. All right, continuing. Why didn't you put them in the nursery? Don't make them look to pay for it. How much does it cost to put them in? 85 cents. 85 cents. That's right. Elaine, what time did you come out the field this morning? Six o'clock. All right, so this is the career woman back in the day, obviously. You know, uh, this whole thing about black women and not working and being health moms, they've never really been. So I don't know why that expectation has always been put on them because they've never really have been stay-at-home wise per se. You know, you had the Baptist minister's wife that was a stay-at-home mom, but black women in particular have never been in a situation where they've been stay-at-home moms, not at a great percentage. What time would you get home? About 3.30, 4 o'clock. Six this morning to 4 o'clock this afternoon. That's right. How much did you earn? A dollar. One dollar? That's right. One dollar. Is that because the beans were of poor quality? That's right. Has this happened before? That's right. Uh, how much will your food cost you today? Somebody said face looking like Cassius Clay. I was thinking the same thing, by the way. About two dollars. Aileen, how old are you? 29. All right, so this is where we get to it. This woman's 29 years old. You're going to be shocked here. This woman's 29 years old. Uh, let's go ahead and play how many children. How many children do you have? 14. This woman has 29 and 14 children. Let's go ahead and... I believe I heard that right. I believe she said 14. Let me add this up here. I'm going to add this up right now. Did she say 29 and 14 kids? That would be about 17 years pregnant. So that's going to take it down to age 12 or 13. 12 or 14 when she started getting pregnant, roughly. I mean, maybe she'd had some quadruplets or whatnot, maybe uh, with notwithstanding. But let's go ahead and play that again just so we didn't hear that right. Let's see here. That's right. Uh, how much will your food cost you today? About two dollars. And how old are you? 29. How many children do you have? 14. Yeah, that's what she said. She had 14 kids. Let's look at the state of the kids really quickly. Nine. Wait. Nine. Uh, they go, uh, this is a future, uh, rapper here, potentially. I don't know. Talk about he made it from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Now he hit. Uh, how old are you? Nine. Nine, do you go to school? Yes. Where do you go to school, Jerome? At the Obi Chobi Elementary School. At yeah, the Obi Chobi. Obi I I, I'm not sure what that tribe is, but that's an Indian school. That would be an Indian school. And a lot of uh, Negroes, especially in these areas, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, they went to Native American schools, what you would call Native American now, but Indian schools. Yes. Yeah, sir. It's a Okeechobee. Okeechobee. Let me say that. Okeechobee's in Florida. Here we go. I see. What is your sister's name? Lois. That's Lois. And uh, what are your other sister's names? Catherine and Beulah. They was like, "What the hell? Turn that damn light off." Catherine and Beulah. Somebody said they paid. These paid scripted productions, pure propaganda. I, yeah, man, this is what's going on here. They actually, um, and it, I would say 
uh, this was the at the time the Yankees or what you would call the Northerners came down after Reconstruction. This this is historically, and I might not be painting this historically accurate. I'm jumping like 50 years as I'm saying this. But after slavery was Reconstruction, Jim Crowism, and then right after that, the Yankees came back to the South. The carpetbaggers came in, said, "What well, this is what y'all going to do. Carpetbaggers left. Then the Yankee media came in to expose what was going down in the American South as far as the Negro. Yeah, the carpetbaggers. And so the carpetbaggers came back with their cameras and their footage, right? Because the carpetbaggers didn't have camera and footage previously during Reconstruction. But then when they came back in the 50s and 60s, they had video. And so then they can document what had happened. All right, they can document what had happened uh, from the so this this technically was shot less than a hundred years after the ending of slavery. So this was this is the timeline we're looking at. And so people were still sharecropping, people were still doing essentially the same work. And so this is when you listen to people like Dane Calloway. Dane Calloway is basically saying this is a labor dispute. It had nothing to do with chattel slavery, but that's another debate. Let's go ahead and watch it. What happened to your foot, Jerome? Juvenile at the battle wash eyes. All right, so uh, is that a hand? Okay, he's saying I was about to say he got three feet. So this man, little man, he's nine years old. He has a nail in his foot. Okeechobee, it's Okeechobee. That's what I thought he said. Is in Florida, the lake is the only body of water you'll see on the map in Florida from satellite. Boy, this is about to be this man. This little dude has a nail in his foot. And as you can see, I don't think his foot is in good order. I think that nail's been in there for quite a long time. Somebody said, take it off. So you drove a nail in out by the wash house. What did your mother do for that? She put some alcohol on it. Where do you sleep, Jerome? In his bed. So she just put some alcohol on it, but the mom's got to be on her share crop, her plantation or whatever you want to call it from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then she's got to make some babies. I don't know if you guys know. So I, the reason why I'm showing this is because when people were talking about this is going to disproportionately affect black women in the South. Not that long ago, this was black women in the South. And so what they're saying is instead of having 14 kids like this, black women should be able to have access to terminate the pregnancies instead of perhaps not having 14 kids. Like you literally have control over your body. Like you can literally be like, I don't want to have 14 kids. Like you can really be like plan B. You can really be like condoms. You can really be like, I'm not going to open my legs. You can really be like, I'm going to marry before I carry. You're going to literally be like, no, you damn thug, no responsible man. I'm not going to let you impregnate me. You can literally be like, don't bust inside of my sugary walls. I mean, there's steps that you can take before you even get to this. But this is why the Margaret Sangers of the world honed in on this particular, this particular group because they wanted you to not be out here having 14 kids. Mm. Let's go ahead and continue. You have this big bed? Yeah. What happened... How did you get that hole in that bed there, Jerome? The rats. The what? Rats. Now, Jerome, you are taking care of Kathy, of Beulah, and Lois. Yes. Now, are you going to give them lunch today? Yes. What are you going to feed them? 
So again, Yasa, Yasa. I mean, this is the 1950s, roughly. 1950s. I mean, boy, we have been, dude, the tremendous gains that we've had in our country. They go far from, I mean, people act like, what, what were they saying? They were saying something's like modern day slavery recently ago. I was like, bruh, do you realize how far we've come? No. Yasa, Massa, Yasa. Uh, do you have any food here to give them? Yes. Yeah. Man, they look like, what in the hell is that? Maggots? What is that, B? They got mackerel hot coffee. What in the world is that? It looks like it's moving. What is that? Y'all be like, this soul food, Big Mama cook. What in the world is that? Yeah. It looks like it's moving. Oh, my Lord. What time does your mother come home? He don't see his mom. All right. So this is what's happening out here. And we played her part of the interview right there. Interesting stuff, right? It sheds a light on why they're pushing you in this eugenics method. If you're against Margaret Sanger, if you're a pro Margaret Sanger, you're seeing why they're trying to tell people, especially in the South, hey, you should have access to this because they don't want you to be this. But at the same time, disproportionately, if you're saying this, you're talking about the numbers of blacks in this country or whatever minority you are is going to be depleted by promoting this. And so when LeBron James, let's go ahead and put this up. When these people come and cape for this, I'm like, do you realize what you're caping for? You're caping for, you're caping for less black people in a country. And I know you're not against that. I know you're not for that, right? Uh, here it is right here. Kyler Murray. Let's go ahead and see what type of caping. This is going to be, and I noticed a lot of people, it says right here, uh, Kyler Murray. You guys know Kyler Murray. He's a little uh, sawed-off shotgun. He's a little sawed-off quarterback. I like Kyler Murray. I like him on the field. I'm not too impressed with him off the field. Not that I've been around him. I like his little, you know what I mean, five foot eight in the backfield, you know what I mean? His first couple of years, making sure they covered the point spread. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, we suck, but I'm going to make sure <laughs> by the end of the game. You know, Kyler Murray, 14-2, and two, eliminated in the playoffs the next round. Shout out to Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray ain't never going to do nothing. In the, oh, I'm just sorry, man. I'm sorry. I ain't trying to say he ain't never going to the Super Bowl. Hey, according to coach's prediction, he ain't never going to go to the Super Bowl. He ain't going to do a damn thing. <laughs> right? He going to be, he going to be, what team was always good in the regular season and then they suck in the playoffs? The Utah Jazz. He's going to be forever Carl Malone and John Stockton. We going to get there, man. Well, shit, we good. We did not the number one seed. He forever, what's the dudes in Utah now? Um, The little guard in Utah. I can never remember names. The little guard in Utah. I can't remember his name. Well, anyway, somebody said the Raiders. I'll oh, stop. What about the, um, <laughs> yeah, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. They went in there. Number one seed. Best record in the damn league. Eliminated. First round. That's going to be Kyler Murray. All right. 13 and three. 12 and four. Whatever they do it now. 17 games. 14 and three. Eliminated first round. Getting, getting back to Kyler Murray, what did you have to say? He put a lot of thought into this. No one should be able to force their beliefs on anybody. That is not right. 
sending love to our women. Well, I got a problem with this with Kyler Murray. This was him yesterday. This is what I'm talking about. You threw this cape on. Kyler Murray, where were you when they were instituting the jab? Where were you when they were forcing you and saying, you ain't got nobody, your, your, your body, not your choice. You got to do it uh, because it's going to affect me. Like, because you're going to pass it on to me. Like, where were you at then? Well, it's different, you say. No, because whether you terminate or not, it's going to affect me anyway. Number one, if you terminate, you're going to want it for free. You're going to want free education, free health care. We covered that tweet already. So it's going to affect me, taxpayer, it affects me. So I should have an opinion on it, right? Right, right, right? Nope. Nope. Or even if you have the baby, it's going to affect me because obviously you can't afford it. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. But now it's my body, my choice. What did Kyler Murray say? He says, no one should be able to force their beliefs on anybody. This is not right. <laughs> Jesus. Kyler. This is why you're not going to the Super Bowl. He actually bailed out on his team. Did you actually think about this? Come on, number one, that's not even how the Supreme Court has done this. The, the Supreme Court basically passed it to the states. They were like, we out of this. Let the states decide. You guys can vote every, whoever you want in, but we already got lifetime jobs. Kiss my ass. All right, that's basically what the Supreme Court said. And they pass it on to the states in which every year or every two years or every four years, you can you can vote somebody in and change. You can change the process. But now you're out here throwing on your cape, sounding ignorant. There were a couple of replies on here. It says, well, then women and men should make sure the proper precautions are taken before deciding to have a little bit of fun. That causes the babies. If you want to play, you got to be willing to pay if it happens. Yes, indeed. That's a man here. Somebody says exactly laughing my ass off at these people talking about don't bring religious beliefs into this. Like we don't use early termination as an excuse you can't tie your tube he says you can't tie your tubes or make your men have vasectomies i mean it's very simple i don't see why the responsibility is not being accounted for here you're the ones wanting to terminate the why don't you close your legs why don't you make the man wear a condom why don't you stop procreating with bums why don't I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that you can do. I mean, because when I do it and I impregnate a woman, I can't say, well, let me see what the Supreme Court can do about this pregnancy right now. What you're going to say is you can keep it in your pants. That's what they're going to say. I need to keep it in the pants. <laughs> OK, what about this one? Jay Crowder in the building. I believe Jay Crowder plays for the Utah Jazz. He did at one point. There was a funny video of him and two Kayleys with the Utah Jazz. I think he plays for somebody else now. Anyway, so much for my sports channel. <laughs> oh, the Suns. Okay. That's, oh, my God. Don't give me the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. That's another team, bro. That is another team. That is absolutely disastrous. I mean, two years in a row laid two fat eggs. Not only that, they were up two zip in the finals. They ain't never going to do nothing. Phoenix Suns ain't never going to do nothing. Go ahead. Hey, if you're in Arizona right now, go ahead and give it up. You guys are done. So James Crowder or Jay Crowder, 
what did you say right here? Now he had to say having a daughter in this world and why do you on all caps, Jay? Well, your your name is in all caps, so I'll give it a break here. Having a daughter in this world. Hold on for a second. Having a daughter in this world, living and growing up, I'm confused, sad and angry of the Supreme Court ruling. I'll continue to pray for all woman rights, all woman rights. I'll continue to pray for all woman rights. May God bless you all. Ay, 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 good Lord. Um, Jay, I see what you did here, sir. And this is unethical. This is what people do. Um, this is typically what people do to men or any logical argument. What they do is they start invoking, number one, the name of God as you're trying to delete a baby. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, bro. I don't even know how you can even do that. Number one, they bring in God. Number two, they'll end up saying something like, I'm emotional here. I'm emotional and I can't let go. They're going to actually describe how they're unhinged. I'm unhinged. I don't even know what I am. I'm confused. I'm sad. I'm angry. They're going to invoke something like that in order to manipulate you emotionally. Like I tell you, every time I see someone do this, I shut it down. I shut it down. I say, listen, man. I'm not going to have this emotional damn discussion. I'm not going to use emotional blackmail. You're not going to lose uh, use emotional blackmail, especially when you're losing the argument. We're not going to do this. The third thing they do is to bring in a female family member, specifically a daughter. So in this situation, when it's something related to this, they're going to bring in the daughter. I have a daughter and I don't understand. Tell your daughter to keep them legs closed. That's the job of every father, whether your daughter listens or not. Is, is up the, for debate. But let me tell you something. If you have a daughter, your number one job, as Chris Rock said, is to keep her off the pole. As we can see, a lot of men have failed in that endeavor because the Seeking Arrangement poll is actually going nuts right now. People tried to do this to me. Do you tell your daughters these things that you believe about women? Well, more fathers should probably tell their daughters these things that I believe. Because this is a problem. They're actually saying there's no other option that they have than to terminate. Like, there's no other steps that they couldn't take. I did this. I did this. I did this. I did this. Now I ended up there. You literally have 14, 18, 20 versions of birth control. You have you have ability to stop the act. You can actually stop the act after the fact. But no, Jay Crowder comes out here, throws his cape on. And um, people did go in there and tell them some of these goofballs, man, y'all need to stop speaking. Somebody says here, Steve says with the Magic Johnson uh, emoji here. What does Steve say? He says you're confused because you haven't researched real flat facts about the case. and You've failed to use critical thinking as part of your thought process. Start rationalizing why an unborn child should be deleted. See how you feel about your own answer to that question first. No, you can't. You do, Steve. You can only use emotion. You can only use emotion. You cannot critically think about this. What is this? KG. <laughs> oh, congrats, Paul George. So Paul George was the situation right there. He tried to pay this woman to terminate the pregnancy, and she didn't. How about that? So this is why I'm try trying to figure out what these guys are talking about. Again, it's all emotional stuff. There was a person right here. 
70% of America are pro-choice in some form or fashion. This is an athlete. Somebody said he played quarterback for somewhere. This means 30% of the country, with half of those being mostly older white men, are deciding what poor, mostly poor minority women will do with their bodies. Sounds about right. How are the how are they arriving at this? This guy, former, anybody know him? Sage Rosenfeld. He played 12 years of quarterback, third string, I'm sure. But that's neither here or there. He actually played in the league. What? Wait. First of all, 70% of Americans are not pro-choice. That's fault. Where do you get that from? Number two, you're talking about, now we got to throw in the racism. Rosenfels. Now we got to throw the racism on there. Again, that's an emotionally abusive tactic. It's an emotional, it's a way to reel you in. And why are mostly minorities out here doing it more than white? I'm I'm so I'm 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 actually shocked. And to me, it's reeks of white supremacy as to why these white folks want minorities to keep deleting their babies. Anybody on this one? <laughs> why is why is it that? Somebody answer this question. Why are mostly whites <laughs> out here keep bringing up the fact that mostly minorities are deleting their babies and they're like, nah, we should let them. It's white guilt. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I think that's the most racist stuff I've ever seen in my life. The whites are like, no, 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 no. Let these minorities delete their babies. Like, no, man, don't stop them. What, you old white men will not let these minorities delete their babies. Get in line, y'all. Y'all should be able to delete however many babies y'all want. That sounds some racist to me. <laughs> that sounds racist. Don't it, it, I always tell y'all, man, it's the liberals that be racist. Uh, But y'all never believe me on this one. Look, I mean, look, the proof is in the pudding. This person literally says right here, let minorities delete their babies since they delete them the most. <laughs> Ku Klux Keisha. I don't know, man. Not a, that's, that's the point that I arrive at. To me, I'm like, man, wait a minute. What are you trying to say? Let's get back to the contribu contributors to the show. There was another guy. What was this guy's name? He's the race car driver, Lewis Hamilton. I love being in the States, but I can't ignore what's going on right now and what some in the government are trying to do to women who live here. It says everyone should have the right to choose what they do with their bodies. It is not their body. We can't let that choice be taken away. This is what he posted. Is she not sharing her body? Is she not sharing her body? So I said, I'm always shuffling. I literally like to me, I'm like, he's not even American, but if, let me just, let me explain it like this. Maybe they've changed this. You know, I'm an old guy. But if a woman's gorging down on food while pregnant, wouldn't it be common for her to say I'm eating for two? Or are we done away with that? Now, I know things changed in the last 10 years. Wouldn't it be common for her to say, I'm eating for two? 
when she actually had that baby, when the when the man spread his seed in between her legs, was that one person or two? Don't they have a saying called it takes two? It takes two. So it's not just you. It's you and someone else. No. How about if. If I'm driving a car and I'm a little inebriated and I run into her car. And in the process, I delete her and I delete the baby that is inside of her. Do I get one life prison term or do I get two? Anybody? What? What? Yeah, it takes two to take up. If I delete her in a manslaughter, do I get one prison term or two? And why do I get two? When she was going to go all the way, she was on her way to delete the baby. Like she was like, I'm on my way to delete the baby. I drive into her. I get two prison terms. I was like, she was going to Planned Parenthood. Don't I get one? She was going to delete this one. All right. This is when people try to have it both ways. <laughs> you try to ask. People be trying to have it both ways. Like, I should not get two life sentences ever. I should just get one. Because it's just her body. Anyway. I'm just trying to keep it real around here. This is what we do. We try to search for the truth. We don't use emotion. Okay, I gave you the statistics on the people who take advantage of this. It has nothing to do with teenage girls, teenage girls getting great. It has nothing to do with them. Those percentages are extremely low. It has nothing to do with these people. Uh, incest, the dad knocked up the daughter. Very, 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 very rare. And now these pro athletes are now going to do what? Gaslight you. Throw tirades. Lie. Now, you can make your own decision when presented with the truth, but not when you're gaslighting me, presenting me with lies. What What is it going to be? I mean, let's get to these PayPal's here. We got a couple more, and then we'll wrap it up. This was supposed to be the power hour. Tommy Sotomayor called them government-sponsored terrorists. He says, don't terrorists hit soft targets. He says, so Ku Klux Keisha can keep, delete babies, but not enemy combatants. Oh, my God. Now you're going in hard. That was from window C in the building. Yeah, talk about hitting soft targets. You know, but when it's time to uh, destroy people and go get deployed, nah, hell no, we're going back. And so didn't they have child sacrifice in the Bible? You know, I'm not, in, you know, I'm good on my Bible scholar, but isn't child sacrifice a part of some spirit? Child sacrifice. And so this reeks of child sacrifice to me. And listen, I'm not pro-life. I'm not 100% pro-life. You're not talking about a 100%er over here. I'm situational. You know what I mean? Like if I knock up somebody I didn't intend to knock up, I'm going to be like, yes, pro-choice. Go ahead and take your ass. <laughs> it's never happened. It's never happened. So let me just say something. It's never happened. I haven't Paul George anyone. And let me tell you something. I have two kids and they are both not outside kids. They're both kids with one woman and I married her. So I actually had kids within wedlock. I mean, I did it right. But if I knocked up a straggle right now, I would be like, oh, damn. 
I'm a little too old to have kids. Why don't you take your ass over to Planned Parenthood? <laughs> you know. Oh, it's a sacrifice to Baal. Abraham was about to sacrifice his son. You know, if my teenage daughter showed up, hey, dad, you know, I'm knocked up. I would be like, ah, you know, because the one of the dumbest thing I told my daughter this. Speaking of things that do I tell my daughter these things, I say well, the dumbest thing that you will ever do in life is become a single mother. All right. I'm going to let you know right now. Statistically, you have shot yourself in the foot. I don't care if you got impregnated by an NBA star or not. Look at that Brittany Renner. Look at her life. She's claiming she lived in a car at some particular point. Do not become a single mom. Like, avoid it. You're, I mean, why handicap yourself? Life is tough already. I mean, not only are you black, you're a black woman, and you're going to throw single mom in the mix? I mean, I know people, I know our people have it hard. But why complicate the situation? Why complicate it? Somebody says, Mulek is the God Israelite sacrifice their children to. Interesting. I'm like, don't complicate the situation. You want to be as opposite and as smarter than the average bear as you possibly can be. <laughs> oh, my God. That's shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Richard Brown is saying, look into it. Most women that have terminations have more than one. Yeah, we broke down all the statistics yesterday in the show yesterday. And I just put timestamps up. Shout out to Avery. I just put timestamps up. If you want to see the statistics, we went through all of them. And it is not what they're telling you. Okay, it is not what they're telling you. The statistics don't bear out on any conversation they're having with you. Well, what if? No, no, no. What if? That is a small chance. And. If we were just holding the argument right, we can get down to the bottom of this stuff. But the reason why we can't get to the bottom of it is because somebody's lying. And I hate when people lie and gaslight and use emotions to sell. No. Shout out to uh, Cohen. Let me make sure. Yes, Cohen B. He says, Coach saw an article, an advice article on Google of a 44-year-old woman for the last nine years, she escorted full time and made one million dollars. She's going to quit next year, says don't hate the work, but find it boring and exhausting. The vice columnist, uh, columnist told her, first of all, congratulations on setting a big goal and hitting it. That must take discipline. Can I get the prices wrong? Forty one million dollars. I'm sorry. Forty four years old, a decade of sex work and she hit a million. Um, yeah, she said it was boring and exhausting. I can only imagine. I mean, do the math. How many bodies? I mean, you're the Holland Tunnel for sure. How many dudes did you have to let run through you for $1 million? How many? Oh, that's got to be. SAU Engineering says, good afternoon, coach. Just paying my respects for this awesome content. The diets don't work for you the same. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to you in Mexico. I mean, do the math on that. How many bodies did you have to let run inside you? Oh, even if you were, uh, I think she was a high end. Even if you were a high end. Their body, their choice. My money, my choice. I got money. Shout out to Salif. How come we can't say that? Well, I'll pack my wallet up. My wallet, my choice. 
I'll decide if I want to pay for it. No, you can't do that. You have to be responsible. This world is actually, and, and for the people who disagree with me, you guys are providing me with content on a daily basis. Keep doing what you're doing. I want you guys to be dis as disagreeable as possible. Please be. Continue to do what you're out here doing. Continue to gaslight. And I actually find it odd when people try to gaslight me. I'm like, don't you watch my channel? <laughs> okay. Your boy Scoop says, shout out to the coach gang. Live is on YouTube. We're having fun on a Saturday night, bruh. All right. I'll make it up for lost time. D Vasquez, he says, for coffee, do the Mississippi accent. You're doing all right here, boy. No, that was a little too fast. What you doing around here, boy? I'm about tired of you boys coming down here. We getting a good place rights, boy, around here. You know, we down here in Mississippi. We the way the state of Mississippi, the way we work around here. We don't let you northerners come down here with your liberal politics around here. So if you think you're gonna come around here, <laughs> all the words run together, they real quiet. What you need to do about this right here? Hey, boys, you think we can have a little party around here? <laughs> hey, boy. They used to just call you a boy right down in your face. Hey, boy. What your kind doing around here? <laughs> so he said, you lost. You lost, boy. We right here, mom, right here. Greenville, Mississippi. That's what we around here doing. So what I suggest you do is you take your Negro, your 360-degree basketball dunking. <laughs> all right, shout out to Mississippi. That's how they do you. They pull you over, and they wrap that damn billy club all the way up and down your quarter panel. Then they walk down to their head and they got their sunglasses on with the aviator sunglasses and that hat pulled low. Look at this here. Look at here. I know what you thinking right now. But that right there is the Chattahoochee River. You be floating upside down in that damn thing and nobody will know any different. I got some boys waiting around now right here on the pickup truck that'll pick your ass up right now. <laughs> with the toothpick we throw you deep down in that river and you never be found again yeah man don't get pulled over in mississippi they tear your ass up <laughs> when i'm in mississippi i'll be like 10 o'clock two o'clock driving like this here i'm like yeah oh boy they see me coming around there coming around the mountain they like oh boy we got us right there boy you gonna be bucking Everybody in Mississippi, everything they say sound close to the N-word. Like, they'd be like, what you doing around here, Negro? You'd be like, Negro, wait a minute. Did you call me up? Wait a minute. Was that was that a hard R or a hard A? Or was that a Negro? What is that? No, we call you boys Negroes around here. Like, Negro? Neg wait, what? Negroes? <laughs> Was that Negroes or was that the N? Was that the double G A or was that the hard R? So can you say it one more time? Negroes. 
out here. Don't come around here no more. You on the wrong side of town, I think you say. Or they be like, man, boy, these chitters out here, these chiggers, you know what I mean? Whatever them bugs are. Oh, man, we got a lot of chiggers around here. You be like, wait a minute, wait, hold up. Did you did you say chiggers? Or did you say, no, we talking about chiggers. <laughs> you were like, what, 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 what is a chigger? <laughs> Why they always say everything real close? Boy, these chiggers out here acting, they active today out here. <laughs> like chiggers. They be out there fishing. Oh man, throw that jig on the top of the, wait a minute. Did you say jig? Like jigaboo jig? Oh man, my jig acting up. <laughs> like, how come everything y'all say so damn close to the, I'm going to catch your ass one of these days. Jig, we throwing a jig. We cut. There's one more that they say that I was just slipped my mind that they always throw out there. Like, oh, man, y'all getting real close and you real comfortable with it. Why don't you just go on and say it? <laughs> Why don't you just go on to say it, Bubba? Bubba out there. All right. So anyway, man, just watch out for them brothers in the map. We call it the mag. All right. Mississippi, Alabama and Georgia. That's how they do you in the panhandle of Florida, Florida, Georgia line. Yeah, the chigger, a chigger is basically gnats that bite you. Yeah, them chiggers out today. You're like, wait a minute. What did you say? I love to slap a chigger. <laughs> I love to slap a chigger and he out there spitting. Them chiggers be mess, messing me up out here. Give me some spray and get rid of these chiggers out here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, man almighty. But they be the coolest dudes to hang out with, though. They be the coolest dudes until they get drunk. They be like, man, I love y'all, man. I ain't no racist. I know a lot of people just think I'm a redneck, and y'all think I'm racist around here, but I'm not racist. The real racist you need to worry about is them Yankees. We not racist around here. We just don't like to live by y'all. You know, we tell y'all, y'all going to bring the property value down. Y'all going to come shoot up every the whole damn place and graffiti everything. But we love you. I'm not racist. I grew up around black people. I once had a black girlfriend one day. We treated like the biggest bed winch. And we had the biggest bed winch fantasy ever. And I loved it, man. Boy, she was good in bed. But that was the closest I got to another black person. Never in my house. That was the only black person I let in my house. But I'm no racist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they be out there with the hood on, man. Shout out to you. All right, let's get back to this. We got the Mississippi accent in. All right, Sam Boyd, he says the athletes are shuffling because they got to pay them off. Oh, yeah. Oh, those contracts include clauses in which they must be at an SJW. I, go, I hope you know that. No athlete, no athlete would ever come out with conservative talk the only closest athlete that actually came out with a conservative talking point was uh kurt schilling kurt schilling was the only one that i think was playing and he was on some conservative sh and they ran his ass out um but yeah part of their contract has to be because, you know, these contracts don't, these teams don't have this money. They got to get this money and raise the money through other groups, right? 
And so these groups are essentially the sponsors or the plantation owners of the, the horses that are on the, the field, uh, essentially. And then you got to get paid. So say, for instance, this person says a conservative talking point that is against the social justice warriors. He's affecting the corporate sponsorship. He's affecting the people who have their names on the arena. He's affecting these people so they can't come out. Somebody said <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. No, 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 no. Colin Kaepernick didn't say anything conservative. Jack Del Rio came out and they find his ass in America where you got freedom of speech. So this is basically the point that it makes. So Jack Del Rio was like, well, what about this? Basically what I say, but I don't have corporate sponsors. Right, which are your MK Ultra, Marge Shot, yeah, Killer Camp. So you can't say anything against your corporate sponsors, which are your plantation owners. So if you want to say sports is like slavery, which slavery was nothing but labor, a labor issue, right? So again, these people are getting highly paid, but you're getting paid in order to toe the line because you can't have your own voice or you can't be an opposite thinker. You're going to get ran out of there. Kyrie tried to. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Um, this is a different time, obviously, when he was, you know, from Louisville. They told him, we're going to put you in your place, boy. Now, you think you can throw a couple of punches in the Olympics and come out here and speak? Mm-mm, boy. We're going to sit you down. Go ahead. Take his wrestling belt. His boxing belt. Take his belt. Oh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, Tim Tebow was another one. All he wanted to do was pray on the field, then they ran his ass off. <laughs> right? He was like, he wanted to pray, point his finger to this day. They was like, mm-mm. Don't do it. Oh, Jonathan Isaiah, yeah, or Isaac, Jonathan Isaac of the, the Magic. Yeah, he tried to come out. He said a couple of things that was opposite of... um which would be liberal talking points. And they, they gave him some, they gave him some of that. Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. I think the biggest problem with Colin Cap, I'm going to shuffle now. Let me, let's shuffle. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The dictator said, coach, you're going to get fired on your day off. Isn't that always how that happens? Right, you'd be like, damn, I shouldn't have done nothing. Should have chilled. Uh, Demarcus Young Diesel, BBM Young Diesel, I believe. He says, Baal is the false god, aka demon they sacrifice to. Shout out to you. Um, I wish I should, I'm gonna start studying that. I'm gonna start studying that because I find it interesting. Uh, this this the talk about Baal and all of these things, and uh, people don't realize how much we are a secular people and our religion is turned to very much secularism our our religion is lukewarm here in america we treat it as such we basically cherry pick whatever we want we change the scriptures and um misprinted rewritten uh, it, it's basically it's a disaster all right and so we don't realize how much we actually if you go back to the previous uh cultures how much they were uh, how much religion has changed since then right these people had the spiritual realm on lock we don't have the spiritual realm here all right. Oh, and that's the sponsorship. That's a, we'll give you a sponsorship since the weekend. Shout out to B. I think it's BBM Young Diesel. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start studying this. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the, uh, Colin Kaepernick. 
uh, the reason Colin Kaepernick got the bite back that he got, and this is 100%, was that he historically we're not going to be able to present it in the in the in the realm it was presented but in current time right in real watch time if you were paying attention to colin kaepernick he literally was on the tail end on his way out as a quarterback so this is when you were watching it real time he was not competing for a job the 49ers sucked when he was on the field the team that was around him because that Harbaugh left, John Harp, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh left. They had a whole new regime. They were forcing him out. He was at the tail end of his contract and he wasn't even on the field. And then he started doing the kneeling thing, right? So the people who knew was basically was like, what the hell is he doing, right? <laughs> the people who was following, like he wasn't competing. He actually did start some games after that. But that was because, was it Blaine Gabbert went, got hurt? It wasn't even the other guy. It was like Blaine Gabbert, the starting court. He lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. All right. Or somebody. So Gabbert got hurt. Colin Kaepernick got back on the field and stunk it up. All right. So he was on his last leg. So everybody knew he was. We could not quite figure out where he was going with this. It was like, what are you doing? You second string quarterback kneeling and everybody's paying attention to it as if they were directing us to pay attention to it. And then they were like, well, he can't get a job when he opted out. So he literally opted out of resigning. He could have signed another year. So during the whole kneeling thing, he was like, I'm opting out of my next year. So look, when you were watching it real time, you were like, the hell he doing? But if you were a lazy fan or you were a fan that really wasn't paying attention, you thought he lost his job because he started kneeling, right? You thought he lost his job. You thought he didn't get another job because they fired him for the previous season. So that's what I was watching. I was like, what is this? And, and oh, let me just let me just say this again. He wasn't kneeling for the police initially, right? He wasn't kneeling. That wasn't his initial reason, the first two the first two or three games. See, y'all got to go back and look at it. Y'all got to go back and look at it. If, in real time, if you actually studied it, you were like, what? And then later on, after the third game, he was like, then he wore the pig socks. Remember, he wore the socks with the pig on it. Um, And then he started invoking his best QEP Newton. Then he started going into the police brutality, right? But the first two or three times was not related to that. Nobody knew what the hell he was doing. So that's where he got, that's where he lost people. I think if number one, he was actually a starting quarterback and he lost his job and he lost his job, uh, he lost his contract, he had a case, but he wasn't starting. And this was his next leverage. This was his next entree It because his career was over. Let's just be frank about it. His career was absolutely done at that point. He was in the Super Bowl two years before that. Yeah, he was washed already. So people were like, he deserved a job. Okay, he could have got another second or third string job. He wasn't getting no starting job. It was over for him. So that's why I keep when people keep saying about the he gets a job. What? So he can go be second string backup to to Derek Carr? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Please don't sign him, Raiders. By the way, did you hear that the Raiders it leaked out 
that his workout was one of the worst ever. The dude was washed already. Why were we even talking about him? Washed. I know the pro blacks are mad. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But that being said, there's some badass uh, quarterbacking is a tough job. Like there's only 32 jobs and only 15 quarterbacks are good, maybe 12. And then you have a bunch of second and third stringers. I think he could have been a second or third stringer the entire time. So when he was doing the kneeling and then he they got blackballed and then he sued, he could have been a third string quarterback. He could definitely have been a third string quarterback. However, that's not being saying you're you're not impressing anybody. And that's number one. Number two, you don't want a third string quarterback taking attention from your first string quarterback. So why have him as a third stringer? Why have him? That's anyway. What's up with the light skin brothers being so pro blackness? I mean, is there is there a problem? <laughs> where where was the you know he was super dupe? I, I don't get the the whole thing. I was missed it. I was never on that side. I I could not get it with the Colin Kaepernick thing. I was like, what is he doing? And they were like, look at his stats. They were like, his stats show that he was good in this year. I was like, dude, in real time, look. I can bring up two quarterbacks that were really good for about a year. I'm going to name one that I'm going to name a quarterback that was really good for a year. Does he deserve a job now? Everybody hold on for a second. I'm going to give you a name, and this is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was good for one freaking year. I guarantee you two years later, he was out the fucking league. All right, I'm going to give, no, not RG3. Hold on for a second. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. <laughs> He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was good for one year. And he basically was like, they was like, do not screw it up. Hand the ball off, pass it no more than seven yards. I bet you his damn statistics were good. He won the Super Bowl that year. Does he deserve a job? <laughs> Can he still play? Let's look at that. Hold on for a second. Let's pull up his statistics. Trent Dilfer. So this is not a racial issue to me. I'm looking at it like, yo, and I'm not dissing Trent Dilfer. But what I'm saying is the dude won a Super Bowl. I guarantee you, let me see his career stats. I guarantee you he was damn near out the league two years later. He probably wasn't even on the damn Ravens the next year. They probably was like, okay, you good. Get the hell out of here. So I don't want to hear about two years ago he was good. Where's his career stats? Oh, hell no. They may, I hate when them websites make you click on something when the thing loads up late. All right, here we go. Wait a minute. Oh, there. Damn, he was there for one year? Wait a minute. I can't even see the damn when he was with the damn Ravens. So I said he threw two passes in the Super Bowl. Oh, there it is, 2000. He was with the team for one year. And he parlayed that. He was with them for a year, son. 
He literally was with they ass for a year, won the Super Bowl, and they was like, get out. <laughs> they were like, get out. We don't need you no more. <laughs> there it is, Baltimore. If you guys want to see the, the stat, look, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, lost, 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 lost. Baltimore, Super Bowl champion, get out. 2001, Seattle, 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 Seattle. All right, Cleveland, San Francisco. Then he was just a journeyman. With that being said, with that being said, that's my point. I don't want to hear about, well, two years ago when he was in the Super Bowl, and that means nothing. That mean, that was something two years ago. Two years later, it means nothing. The Baltimore Ravens basically found the quarterback that they said, do not screw this up. They're like, do not screw it off. Hand it off to this dude. Did they even have a wide receiver? Who was their wide receiver? The tight end? Shannon Sharp, right? Or something like that. Their defense dragged that team to the... Uh, so that's my whole point on that one. So it has nothing to do... I'm looking at everything practically. And I go, I don't care if you had a good year at quarterback. I don't care what your stats said two years ago. What have you done for me lately? They had Rocket. They, I think they had Shannon Sharp and Rocket Ismail and all the. It, it didn't matter. Mm. Oh, Quadri Ismail, Todd Heap. Uh, other quarterbacks. Um, they're saying Nick Foles. Yeah, look at his career. I mean, he's been down the, down the drain. Drew Bledsoe. I actually respected Drew Bledsoe. He got a raw deal. Drew Bledsoe was a good quarterback. He just had the bat. He had the he had the worst second string quarterback for him in history like he got hurt that's ha same thing happened with um i want to say brett Favre and don Mikowski and like if your quarterback comes and takes your job like your quarterback came drew drew he went to the super bowl drew uh bledsoe and then he got hurt in a game two years later tom brady born Alex Smith, yeah, Alex Smith. So there's been a lot of horrible, uh, not horrible, Carson Wentz. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that had a year or two good, and then all of a sudden, it's over for them, and it's okay. But they're making Colin Kaepernick out to be, he can still come back and play. No, he can't. No, he can't. He can't do a damn thing. He can't play third string for the Raiders. No. Mm. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. All right. Anyway, and in real time, his story did not make sense unless you were just a laissez-faire, uh, not a laissez-faire, you were a lazy football fan, and then you went in and brought your politics in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man, I remember Kaepernick. He was good two years ago. Okay, if you drafted him for fantasy, your team sucked, all right? <laughs> That's what you did. All right, so just put it in perspective. In real time, for people who were paying attention, he was making it up as he went, and then he ended up on this, and now he's wanting to beg his way back onto the field. Shout out to Pac-Man. He says, checking in. He says, wanted to tell you to keep educating, and you are the best life coach I have ever paid to inform me, Coach Gang, for life. All right? Men are turning their lives around by these stories, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Deadly Edley, I did get a couple more. He says, if a white guy called you a ninja in your face, how would you react? Well, 
I'm neat. I'm not that word. So I always, I'm not going to react the way people want to react. I'm like, I'm like, Oh gosh, I always look at it as that's a low quality person. I mean, unless an executive from IBM called me the N word, we going to court, we going to court. But normally it's some buck tooth, toothless trailer park piece of trip. The biggest piece of trailer park trash. I mean, I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, uh huh. Obviously, I've got under your skin. I would not beat nobody up for calling me no word. <laughs> I was like, God dang, your wife. That's not what your wife was saying yesterday. I want I want brothers to understand if if some homeless ass. Toothless meth head crackhead calls you the N word, man, brush that. <laughs> brush it off. Nobody ever, nobody of any importance has ever called me that to my face. And I'm hoping they do, by the way. If you're important, somewhat wealthy, somewhat at a prestigious uh, blue chip company, please call me the N-word today. I got money. <laughs> but it's never them. They might call me in behind uh, closed doors. But it's always some poor, raggedy. I ain't worried about that. I'm not about to lose my freedom. All right, but if y'all if y'all got money, go ahead and start calling me the name. Because <laughs> I'm going to have your money. Somebody says, let me record it. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, say that one more time. Did you say the chiggers were acting up or what did you say? Uh, let me go ahead and hold that button right here. Yeah, go ahead. Let me get that. Take two. Mm. Yeah, not out loud they're going to say it. So nobody of importance has ever called me something like that. All right, where are we at here? SAU says, like Dave Ramsey said to the single mom, you princess warrior. He did call her a princess warrior. Like, how a single motherhood princess warrior? I don't get it. She's literally choosing that. Shout out to, we're going to call you Lewis. He says, you're a row versus Wade or 304 V Wade stream was the best because we were calling out the truth. You guys should always have the true information. I uh, Here's the deal. If people want to get you emotionally riled up about a subject, they're probably wrong. If all they have is emotions and they had Elizabeth Warren, I'm angry out here and this is, and they eliminate you completely from the process, but they want your support. This has nothing to do with men, but you should support us. Now, it, it doesn't make sense. Because on face value, their argument does not make sense. When, when on face value, if you look at the data, they're lying to you. Now, on an individual basis, that's a different discussion. All right, Mr. Wilder in the building. We'll call you that. Eternal. Eternal Wilder came in with the sponsorship. Lord. Who else came in with the sponsorship? Oh, my man, Demarcus. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving government names. <laughs> I'm giving too many damn government names. All right, I thought it was a different name. So, yeah, man, if they're using an emotional argument, you should automatically question it. I'm talking about relationships, marriage, anything. Well, if you just said it, no, 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 no. I'm going to shut down on your ass. You just don't want to have it. It's not saying emotional arguments are false. There is a need for it at some point. If the person's just not getting it, I don't know. But if you're leading off with emotions or you're somewhere in the middle or you start gaslighting or you start using things that don't exist like love. Well, if you just look, if you start using that, you lost me in the debate. 
Pac-Man says again, he says, this is for that shuffling montage you put together with Killary, George W., and Cacklin Kamala. You gave the community our Mike Tyson punch out yesterday. Oh, man, you cherry-picking the information, Coach, man. What about the Republican? I gave you George W. on the bongos. He was like, <laughs> the Hillary clip, when she said, "Are is it working? Oh, my God, I don't even know. Listen, y'all, I don't know, man, politically, I don't know how y'all vote for Democrats at all. But it is what it is. I'm not telling you to do whatever you want. I mean, there's some good Democrats out there. But as a whole, their system is all it it leans on. It leans on emotionally manipulating you and treating you like a child. I don't know how any righteous, two foot, standing tall, masculine black man could even vote for them. Could even suck up the not as a like I I'll vote for one. You know what I mean? And be like, okay, this one is the one. But as a means where you go right down the ballot, you know what I mean? Democrat, 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 Democrat. I'm like, they be in your face races. Not that the Republicans are that much better, but the Democrats are, oh my God, they in your face. And they be lying in your face. Kamala, they be like, Kamala is a black woman. Then next week, she's an Asian woman. Next week, she's an Indian woman. Next week, she disappearing. Next week, she's stuttering and stammering, shuffling. Next week, oh, we can't put her out there. Next week, the polls are low. Next week. Yeah, next week, she's white. Next week, she's Jewish. Doesn't she have a Jewish husband? I don't know if you guys know. I think her husband's Jewish, by the way. I don't know if I can say that on YouTube. I don't know if you know, but if you marry... A Jewish person, you Jewish. Like you cannot marry one and stay Christian. Like that's almost ill-advised. <laughs> you can't do that. So with that being said, what has anybody asked her what her religion is? Because she would have to admit, let me see something. <laughs> let me see something. Kamala's religion. This should be interesting. Five faith facts about Kamala. Oh, boy, she all over the map. See, she got it all covered. <laughs> she, <laughs> God dang. I mean, so this is shuffling. I mean, this is the stuff that you have to ask. Five faith facts about Biden VP Kamala Harris. Let's go ahead and see the shuffling here. It says uh, she was raised in, she was raised on Hinduism and Christianity. And it says here, um, her mother is from Chennai, India. Shout out to my India brothers out here. Her father, Donald Harris, is from Jamaica. They met as grad students at UC Berkeley. Let me scroll down right here. And it says she married a Jewish man. Uh, Harris met her husband, Los Angeles lawyer, Douglas Imhoff. 
Wait, is that his name? I thought it was a different name. Okay, so she has now Christianity, Hinduism, and Jewish. She met him on a blind date in San Francisco. They married in 2014. At their wedding, the couple smashed a glass to honor Imhoff's upbringing, a traditional Jewish wedding custom. It was Harris's first cousin. I'm sorry, first cousin. <laughs> it was her. It was Harris's first marriage, and his second. An article in the Jewish press described her imitation of her Jewish mother-in-law, Barbara Imhoff, as worthy of an Oscar. Um. So what's her religion? What's her religion now? It says here, yeah, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be what it is, right? I'm just, hey. And if anybody, did, but did she convert to, no, I mean, well, we don't know. I mean, listen, if you marry from outside, you have to. It's almost like you have to. You, you, you can't, you can't shuffle and not do it. Somebody cor correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I know I know I have a couple people that follow me. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you can marry in, especially if the mother is alive. The mother's alive. His mother's alive. His mother's alive. There's no way his mom is like, yeah, she can marry in. She don't have to. There's no way. But I might be wrong. He says, no, you're not. Am I wrong? Yeah, you got to. Dude, from what I know, you got to convert. Somebody's like, well, why does this matter? <laughs> I mean, come on. It doesn't matter because you don't like the conversation. But you're. Anyway. Yeah, somebody said I'm correct. Yes, you you got to. It's a it is what it is. But anyway, it's just interesting to know that they that they don't advertise that. Uh somebody says no government name. He says, What do you think? Or have you seen the change in the dating scene since Roe v. Wade? Now <clears throat> I don't think we'll see that for another 50 years. Excuse me. I don't think we'll see the impact. For another 50 years but the supreme court's not going back on their ruling neither will they have a supreme court because clarence thomas is going to retire here pretty soon um and that's going to allow biden boy i don't know clarence thomas was to resign or retire but that'll allow biden to replace him so that would bring any uh balance that they the democrats or the liberal judges as they call them they still need some help that would bring it to a five to four decision down the political lines. I don't think Clarence Thomas would want Biden to replace him. SAU coach, he says, coach, in a year of listening to you, I've learned more than my father taught me in my life. All right, shout out to the dads out there who couldn't teach their sons. Um, afraid to teach their sons, honestly. By the way, most everything that I say, is backed up. I back up most everything that I say. Somebody said Clarence Thomas ain't going nowhere. Stop bringing political. <clears throat> most everything that I say, I immediately find a source. Of course, it's going to be a source that I find. I mean, obviously, you might not like what I say, but I'm not wrong. Clarence Thomas is holding on. He Clarence Thomas is like, how old is Clarence Thomas? Dads are afraid to teach their son. 
because they think they're going to lose out. You know, boomer dads, Generation X dads. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I do try to keep up the good fight to try to figure out how we can get through this. And I'll give you a philosophy, man. What are we going on? Two hours? Jacob says, what made you pick Vegas over Phoenix? Uh, Phoenix is... I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm not just that big on Phoenix. I like Phoenix, though. I like Phoenix as a place. Actually, I actually was looking at a place in Phoenix. Wait, of course, everywhere I live is on the outskirts. I'm never really in the city. So there was a place, I can't name it, just in case I move there in the future. But there was a place that I visited that is kind of very much on the outskirts. They have horse ranches and all of that stuff. Like, you can live there and you'll hear the horses, <laughs> you know, like right there. Um, you're far and away from things. That's kind of where I live all the time. And I was going to move there, but I didn't. I just didn't like the market. And there was nothing. I don't know. I, I went with Vegas because I. the other thing is, <laughs> don't come here. I was going to, like, I can go straight shop to L.A. or Southern California from Vegas, like, quickly. I can get there four hours for sure. Anyway, <laughs> somebody said Norco. I'll pass. Uh, Mr. Big Buck says Orange County is the home of the California conservative for sure, which is they're they're, they're, hip, they're hypocritical conservatives though. These people are, but 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 they would call Orange County the Florida of California. It is very much a conservative. Like the the sheriff that like we didn't have all of that C nineteen lockdown and all of that stuff. So comparatively to San Diego and Los Angeles, which Orange County is sandwiched in, compared to L.A. and San Diego, it is, it's Florida for sure. It's Texas. It's as Texas as you're going to get in California. But these people also are super duper fake, high divorce rate. Like to, for being conservative, they sure do have a high divorce rate in Orange County. And that's because of money. That's because of money. So my setup is getting better, man. You see my setup every day is going to get better. I'm putting lights behind the television. I'm that my picture, my painting there is going to be um, in the next month or so is going to be a logo. My CGA logo that you see at the top upper right hand portion of your screen. I'm going to get that in a sign that I can light. But unfortunately, it's behind my head now. <laughs> so you won't be able to really see it. So that's what I'm thinking about there. Uh, my lights that are white on my bookcase on this side, they're supposed to be colored lights. They are color lights, but I have the interesting internet where I can't plug into my modem to control it by, um, I can't control it by voice. So I have to go into my manual to figure out, because there's no switch on it. I'm trying to figure out how I can control the damn thing since it's not connected to my modem anymore like it was at my old house it was connected to my modem and i could just call for the change or go on my app i can't do that <laughs> so i'm like shit anyway so shout out to the coach gang shout out to you brothers we may be back tomorrow members live chat for sure on locals members live stream locals for sure money mindset for sure but we may be back in the afternoon Somebody said, read the instructions. I have to read the instructions to figure it out because I can't connect my app to it. 
uh locals tomorrow yes michael uh will be on locals tomorrow so coach greg adams.locals.com you got to be a supporter like you can't just be a person that's going to just watch the content for free mr big buck says clarence thomas is the goat of the scotus right now he's the goat he letting it rip right now clarence thomas and normally he's very silent but he laying down he laying the smack it down right now i know people hate clarence thomas they think he's uh um, he they think he's um the guy from um Django, but uh guy Cl- Clarence Thomas serving it up. Shout out to the coach gang, man. Let's get up out of here, brothers. Peace. Let's leave you with let's leave you with somebody. Who we gonna leave you with? Zoe. And my Louis. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're gonna once a fucking game. No, he's gonna fucking spoil me. No. I don't no, deal with no fucking no, scrubs. No. He's gonna be a fucking engineer doctor, one of the fucking two, and he's gonna buy me as many fucking Louis Clear as I want, shit. as many Chanel's, as many Gucci belts as I want, as many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you gonna do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever.